Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Living at the 45. And today I'm really happy to be chatting with uh, an old friend. Uh, I have someone I haven't seen in about a, a decade, uh, Lisa Dodson. She's a former WTA player, well, ranked player. And uh, she, uh, we did a uh, exhibition together. That was the last time we saw one another in San Diego for Tennis Fest. And many of you know her product, kind of like me and the eight board. You don't know me, but you know the board. Uh, Lisa has, I always thought it was called the perfect serve. Uh, yeah, no, it's called serve master now. In the beginning, in the beginning, it was called the total serve. The That's it. The total serve. That's right. It. But we rebranded. Yeah. Okay. And I'll make sure that we put a picture of it, uh, on our podcast. So if people want to find it, they Great. can also do so. And Great. you have a new product out now. So anyway, Lisa is, she, she knows, everything about the game and probably unfortunately for her she knows a lot too much about business now like we, we, I'm, i bet you went through some of the hard knocks i went through uh it's oh, not absolutely. easy yeah it's not easy bringing a product to market especially in the tennis world which is not you know open armed you know waiting to buy your stuff it's just not that world that's and not if we were in golf it'd be a different story i think yeah so uh, really that's an interesting actually a really interesting comparison because you know, golfers seem like they they just got all about the tools. They're all about anything that's going to help them be better. And I don't understand why tennis players aren't a little bit more like that. Do you think it's just that it's harder to get good results playing golf because you can only hit the ball once and you make a mistake and you're screwed? Or <laughs> when tennis, you can just get out and run around and have fun and get the exercise and people don't aren't aren't they don't think that it's as necessary to have good technique in, in tennis. I don't understand uh, it. But I, that's I, I, think, I think I understand it. And it's unfortunately, it's a little too rudimentary. But I think it's just the, um, the climate. I just think uh, golfer, you know, tennis is cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't they don't support their tennis pros, they'll go buy tennis balls at Kmart or Costco. And uh, you know, the tennis pro has a pro shop, and maybe it's an extra 75 cents, but they 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 will go and, and buy it elsewhere and right. uh and i just think it's you know it's a terrible thing to say about my industry but i just think from the pros to the players i think it's cheap and when golf they spend more money at the you know at the 19th hole right having a cocktail than a tennis player will spend in a week exactly so, i love and, your and, you know, that's tr so true <laughs> that's what i think you know i mean skiing doesn't have that cheap mentality and i don't think golf has that cheap mentality but <laughs> tennis players are like you know i remember my dad back in the 70s you know he'd go to the club and it was always a big deal who brought the can of balls they just i don't know what it is but it's just the climate uh it's it's just a cheap climate where people like you and i i mean and i know other there are others um and they're usually the top of our field. They're not that way. I spend a fortune. I spent over $70,000 on a mold for that board of mine back way back when. Yep. And I still spend a ton of money, but I'm the oddball. You're the oddball. I'm the and oddball. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. And uh, because we want to give back, we want to, we want to leave the tennis world better than we found it, so to speak. 
Um, yeah. But I think in general, it's just a cheap, it's just the environment. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a little sad, you know, like I said, skiing, you go there and the lift tickets cost just like playing around a golf. It costs you money. Tennis, you know, nobody wants to pay five bucks for a court. Know. You know, they'll just yeah. go to the high school with the cracked court and they'll do whatever they can. So yeah. I, I just don't know how to explain it other than that. It's just, it's kind of a shame. And you're right. It doesn't make any sense because um, tennis is a sport like golf where um, I think I always call it the big H factor, uh, which is humiliation. So uh -huh. if you, you have a bad day on the golf course or the tennis court, it's the same feeling, miserable, yeah. miserable. Yeah. So right. why wouldn't you use something that makes you move your body or, or something that makes you, well, your product makes you move your body as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I don't understand it. Uh, but listen, our sport is also losing to pickleball and other sports that aren't as humiliating. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I always talk, say about pickleball. I say, well, that's fine sport for or game. I call it a game. It's yeah. a fine game for people that are getting older and this and that but you certainly don't put your heart on the line like you no. do with tennis. I mean, yeah, I know people ask me if I play and I'm like, I'll play if, you know, I've played a few times and, you know, I, I'm just a little bit too much of a tennis purist to, to want to be doing that because it's very, um, it is great. It's great for people to get out and move and get exercise and yeah. have fun and compete and do all that stuff that, can't play tennis but i find it no substitute for tennis or, or oh no, no like no. it <laughs> you know it's funny my wife doesn't even play tennis and she watched it we went over to bobby riggs one day you remember that is right sure. down in yeah. cardiff uh encinitas and uh you know it's all pickleball now and we watched a little bit uh i was uh, thinking of uh, coaching there and uh, but we ended up moving out here but she looked to me and she said this looks like the new shuffleboard. And I said, well, that's an interesting comparison. She goes, yeah, you get outside, you get a little bit of exercise, you, you get to breathe in the fresh air and it's very social. I mean, that's what we noticed. We were watching, you know, there was hundreds of people there yes. and you pay five bucks and you right. play for three hours, right. uh, you know? And so yeah. it's, it's sort of taking out, what we were just talking about that cheap mentality because $5 for three hours you can't do anything for five. <laughs> I mean, you can take seriously. a walk for free, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I under, I get it. It's exploding though. It's just, it is. it is. I think, like I said, I think one big reason it's exploding is people like racket sports, but mm -hmm. once again, in pickleball, it's not like tennis. I played it a few games. You don't put your heart on the line. You right. don't really care that much. You're just out there having fun. And right. tennis, there's just more dimensions to tennis than just having fun, right? you know, yeah. and so you have much. fun when you win, you have fun when you hit a good shot or a bunch of good shots, you have fun when you hit a, a nice serve and don't double fault all day. That's, yep. that's fun in tennis. Pickleball, it's just fun to chit chat. And so yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just part of the whole generation. I don't know. I don't know. Not my thing, but nope. it's not to say I won't like it when I'm 80 or above and that's and, exactly um, what i say <laughs> that's exactly not, what i say yeah i'm not uh i'm not taking it off the table completely but it's not something i'm pursuing at this moment but you know it's it's become a big industry for teaching professionals too and and they're just kind of honestly laughing all the way to the bank because it's it's such an easy thing to teach and 
and such so, so you get such success with people so quickly that I think that's why it has caught on so much is yeah. it takes you a long time to get any kind of successful feeling you know you really have to stick it out if you want to if you want to play tennis you want to play in a league or something like that um and pickleball is almost instant success really for for many many people agreed agreed you can be an intermediate very quickly yes but uh, but that's why you and i have our products because we try to bring people into the game with less pain you know i mean i try to get them to move their hips a little better you try to get them to understand their entire body and right. how to throw basically how to throw a good ball right and uh, i remember your product very well i think i still have one unfortunately i have it in storage with everything else because <laughs> we've been in storage for two years now yeah i still have i still have your eight board but i should probably upgrade and, and get a new one um don't I mean, even make them anymore you don't we make, make them anymore we make a new product. We make a new product. It's very cool. Uh, I'll show you if you want to see real quickly. It's very cool. So I thought Oops. you had sold it to, um, what was it? It was an alternate industry, physical therapy or something. I did. I sold a ton to, you're right. You're right. But what happened with tennis was uh, I got too many complaints about not being adjustable enough. So oh, we make yeah. These these are called BT swivels, Brody tennis swivels, and they have these little handles and they swivel much better than the old board because we don't use ball we don't use the ball bearing technology anymore. We use um, it's a Teflon against a fiberglass. Plus the design of the inside of the of these boards, it's designed like almost like an old record, a vinyl record. So uh -huh. they swivel very nicely and quietly and they're much lighter and stronger. And so now we, we sell these instead of the eight board. Huh, that's great. And you yeah. can put them, uh, whatever distance you want between your feet. They exactly. put size and they're probably, do you have like a little bag or something? You can put two of them in. So it's less cumbersome to carry in store. It's a brilliant idea. Thank you. I'll probably do that. Oh, we I thought just you thought of that already. No, no. You know, you're right. I should have. Uh, I, I might have thought of it once, but it just came and went. Uh, yeah. But no, no we just time. we launched yeah. the product last night of all. Oh, things. no, really? Last night. Yeah. Oh, cool. OK, great. Yeah, I will definitely so, be getting some. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I have to say, I really like them a lot. I like them much better than the board and they're much lighter. I would say it's uh, less than half the weight, less than half. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. And they're lower to the ground, which makes people feel, I think, a little more secure. The old right. boards were about an inch and a half, almost two inches off the ground. These are less than a half an inch off the ground. Oh, really? Oh, they looked a little yeah. thicker than that. That's really, that's a no, they're super improvement. Slick. Yeah, cool. they're very slick. And the only board we make now are these little ones, which we launched last night as well. Little junior boards. Oh, good idea. Yeah, yeah. for little kids. Yeah, good place to start them. Yeah, exactly. So tell me something, Lisa. Um, many of the people, many people know your product. Like I said about ten minutes ago, they know your product. They might not know you, but they know your mm -hmm. product. What um, you've got a new product? I do. I that's why I reached out to you. I said to myself, "Cool, yeah. you know, she's making it simple here to understand slice, kick, flat." And yeah. I mean, that's that is that basically what it was. I mean, tell us a little yeah. bit about. Please. Well, it's called Tossmaster, and and it's something I've had a patent on for, gosh, nine years now, and I, I just haven't had a 
because of the way I was choosing to work as a director of tennis seasonally here in New York, five or six months of my time was completely blocked up and, and I could never seem to just, you know, have enough time to get it together. But anyway, Tossmaster is, the whole idea behind it is that your toss is an integral part of the serve. It's not a separate thing. And um, that's what my, my serve master helps to integrate the toss action in with the swing action. But right. the biggest problem with the toss that I get is people don't know where it's supposed to go. They don't know, A, where is it supposed to be for certain serves or nor where their toss actually is, right? So the first thing that happens, somebody wants to work out on their serve, they come out, they have a problem with the toss. So, well, okay, where do you think, where's your toss supposed to go? And they're kind of like, well, I think it, you know, people just don't know, or they know, but they don't know exactly what they're trying to do. So Tossmaster basically has the markings for lefty and righty, deuce court and add court, the ball markings where if you tossed it up and let it drop for a slice serve, a kick serve, and a flat serve. So it's kind of instant proof and instant feedback for people that, um, your ball toss is a, this is where it needs to go or B you thought it was going there, but it's not really going there. Right. <laughs> so, because uh, people will toss the ball up and it arcs right, left for a righty most of the time. And they, they see it over to the right some somewhere for a flat or a, or a slice serve. And, but, but they don't realize that it's arcing to the left. And by the time it lands, it's three feet to the left of where it started. So it's not really in the, in the place where it's supposed to be. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It does. While you're speaking, I'm thinking to myself, um, did, you must have watched the finals this weekend, right? With Switek and... Yes. Yeah. I did. So did you notice how many times both girls, but Switek in particular, would stop in the middle of her toss or she tossed poorly, catch it. So even at the highest level, number one in the world, US Open winner was having trouble with their toss. Exactly. So, I have a question for you because I've been really thinking about the serve a lot lately. This mm -hmm. last tournament's kind of crazy, I, the changing of the guard, so to speak, with the men. I'm so used to Federer's beautiful full take back. And yeah. now everyone seems to be doing this, you know, especially yeah. what's his name, who won last night, Carlos. Yeah. He goes to the knee, he stops for a second, which I don't like, it's a hitch. He yep. stops and instead of continuing around, he just comes from the knee out like this, like two bird's mm -hmm. wings. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed, and, and it's changing quite a bit. And, and so that's one thing I was gonna ask you. The other question, and, and so I don't forget, and then you can answer the, both of them, is the toss itself. You know, uh, you know, I used to work with some of the Orange County kids like Stevie Johnson and, yeah, yeah, and sure. LA, LA kids like Sam. And so mm -hmm. a lot of them, as much as you teach them, they still have their own idiosyncrasies. Like I always noticed Stevie would let go of the toss with his hand open like that. And uh -huh. then I noticed Federer lets his fingers come up and rise. And yeah. it's, to me, it's a much prettier toss. It looks like he finishes the toss right. and, gets in, and gets into the coil when he, he lets go of the ball like this, where a lot of players just go like this. Yeah. What's, yeah. What, what's your feeling on that? Because I've been you know, I'm still playing myself. I'm, I'm playing as much or more than ever with good players. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about the toss lately. 
Yeah. And, and, and I just like to get your, your take on that as well. So those are my two big questions. You know, number one is Switek and, and how many times she caught her toss and what the problem was there. And number two, do you like finishing it with the fingers up or do you like that flat toss? Um, for the first one, I, I'm not sure exactly what her problem was, but I noticed it across the board in the entire, every match I watched. So she did I. Catching more, stopping more tosses, catching them and doing it again, and you know, uh, than I've ever seen before. So I don't know. I mean, what you never was. saw Federer do that. No, no, but um, I think someone like Federer is able to a, a not be perfect on the toss every time, but able to adapt a little bit better for something that may be an inch or two off. Like I, Roddick I, used not, to. That's, that's my, Andy Roddick that's used to feeling. do that. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't know what's going on with the service motions with, you know, everyone's doing abbreviated, um, I, I shouldn't say everybody, but they all kind of look a little funky too, don't they? Me too, I think so too. Service motion out there. And, and, um, and, and I think you have to kind of chalk that up to people's individual abilities and it's not something that you necessarily want to copy as a, as a recreational player or somebody that's learning to play. I don't think you want to look at what techs serve and go, I want to surf like that. I think there are parts of it that you want to surf like, obviously, which is from here to here, right? I agree hundred percent. It looks perfect all, from there. All the other things are always sort of negotiable how you get there, but there are cleaner ways of getting there than others. And when you're a professional tennis player, you have your life and breath to devote to spending time to doing it. So you may you may be develop something that looks a little bit odd or that's a little odd that is unique to you, but you do it so many freaking times that you're able to do it because this part, which is the important part, is rock solid and their grip right. are well, rock and, yeah, solid. Andy Roddick used to get grip. there. Yeah, right. it all starts with a grip, right? No one can do any of it without without a decent grip. Kind so, of grip, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know what her issue was it could have been a little bit of nerves you know because nerves is always going to have that factor on on the top releasing a toss it can but she doesn't seem like a nervy person maybe no. she i don't know i i i don't know exactly what was going on there uh but i think it was wise of her to catch her toss the few times the times that she did if it wasn't right for her because way too many of us hit it and then we go oh i shouldn't have hit that one right. but but again, that goes to this, this toss idea for, with, uh, and the toss master helps is that you, a recreational player is gonna see a ball going up and it's in the right place. And they're in the middle of their swing and you can't really stop. And they don't realize that it's moved out of the way by the time they hit it because it's arcing. Yeah, so that's, I think a mistake that recreational players make a ton of the time. Um, yeah. the, the, I, I think the, the hand thing, um, I prefer seeing the fingers, fingertips to the sky than this, because this is part of the, of the motion and you're going to go up like this as far as you can, but the way your shoulder is going to work, your arm is going to rotate in the socket. And if you're really going from your shoulder, I don't know how you finish. I don't know how you fully finish here. Right. A it, lot it, of guys. Yeah. Uh, and some, I don't, some players I don't really, finish like that. Some players do finish like that. And, and it's, um, it's unusual. And it's, um, I don't know that it's for everyone. I, um, do you notice that it's more of 
uh, different countries that they're doing that from? Or it's funny you say that because I was working out. I had a lesson with Anton yesterday. I coached this guy. He's very good. He's number. He's the best player in Colorado. Hopefully, he'll be one in the country this year in the 35s. Very good player. He's like a 12, UTR 12. Wow. And he was telling me just that, which I never heard of before. He was saying different countries have different mm -hmm. serves, if you notice. Yeah. So he's because I was asking him about why are they starting to go out this way as opposed to the full baseball throw? Mm -hmm. And he says, he says, you'll see in Spain, that's how they do it. He says yeah. different countries in Russia, they do it different. He's from Belarus. So uh -huh. he says in different countries, he says, I've always noticed that he said since he was a kid that a country will have a whole way of serving and, and seems like the whole country would go that way. So you could be right about that. Yeah, I, I think it's a, that, that may be a big part of it. So as you, you notice that like the countries where they play on red clay, they're always much more creative that when they're hit more slice and, and the, you know, and here in the United States, you hear them go, oh my God, he hit a drop shot. I'm like, yeah, you should be hitting drop shots. We just, nobody teaches us to hit drop shots and underspin and, and chip shots and, it's all about standing on the baseline and banging the ball and and hitting the and hitting the biggest hardest serve possible and and when you play on other surfaces and you grow up on that you have to be more creative and you have right. to hit more shots and you have to hit more topspin and you have to have drop shots and you know they may find that this way of serving helps them develop a serve that's better on their surface that they're going to be playing um, a majority of the time on their surface i don't know the reasoning behind it but it, it does seem to be a thing yeah. You know, uh, serving was my whole issue this U.S. Open. All I could think of was a serve. Number one, the funky different ways of people serving now and, and yeah. like you say, abbreviating the serve. Um, even Switek, did you notice, do you notice when she serves, she gets to this point here and then yep. she kind of turns, she kind of yep. turns her hitting hand out. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? I mean, it's not a clean line at all, but I don't know if anyone else noted the commentators never say anything, but I noticed it. I'm like, what is she doing at the bottom of her serve? Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, I did notice it. And, and it's almost odd how she could straighten it out and get it on that on the right track for, you know, going up to the ball. Um, I, it, it's, a, it's an odd move. And again, you know, they're going to have their idiosyncrasies. It doesn't have to be perfect. If they do it time and time and time again, it's going to work most of the time, as long as they get to this place right. and they can make this work. That's right, that's right. With, know, the elbow, I mean, that's... with the elbow is not pointed down, but it's level at least with the court. Yeah, um, and and, but... and yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I think there's all these individual things and, but the, you know, the danger is then that people see it and they go, I'm gonna try that. And and it doesn't work for that person, your, your average person, because A, we're not as talented athletes as these people are, B, we don't have our lives to spend six hours a day on, to play, right? On that, on that thing, you know, and you know, it always, it always cracks me up when people, you know, we're working on their serve and we're trying to move a grip or we're trying to do something, and you hit six serves, and they, they go, "I'm still doing this." I'm like, "Still? You mean after six balls?" <laughs> yeah, you're right. People what, are funny. really expect to change. No, after you're right. Balls. People are funny. People are funny. People are funny. Yeah. It's just, you know, we want, we want fast and instant. And, you know, it's really, it's really a pleasure when I get a student who's says, okay, I really want to do this right. I know it's going to take some time. I want to change. I'm ready. I'm so sick of not, of 
disappointing myself and and yeah. failing and one day i'll be on you know and everything will be great and the next day i, I can't hit anything or i can't i can't get the toss in the right place for, to save my life so um you know when people realize it's it's not your job and you don't have to spend um you do have some to spend some time at it especially if you're rebuilding or changing it takes more time than when you're starting yeah yeah, you know, I realized uh, watching this, uh, to me, another phenomenon in this U.S. Open was Serena, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, she surprised me. She played better than I expected. Yeah. Uh, number two, she reminded me how bad the women's serve is. Mm -hmm. She still has the, I mean, she's not practicing much. She's had a couple, you know, she's had her baby and all that stuff. And she's been off the court and she still has the best looking serve out there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, still classic and and I thought boy she really exposes how weak the women's serve really is and and the only thing I could think of watching and I watched a lot of <laughs> that's my wife yeah. I watched a lot of tennis in the last two weeks is they don't really have the concept uh, of a coil on the serve yeah. it seems like they all toss and you know it's like they check boxes toss in the right spot bring your feet together bend your mm -hmm. knees and push mm -hmm. up. But mm -hmm. the men don't do it quite like that. You know, they have a little bit more lateral, you know, they have a more of a screwing down and a screwing right. up out of the right. court, not just bending straight and standing straight. So uh, it did, it did make, remind me that Serena is the only one who really yeah. serves, you know, she lines up at the 45, like you're supposed to. She screwed, you know, she pulls her hips into it and screws down into the court. And then like a nice baseball throw, she comes out of it. No bringing her feet together. Right. None of that. It's very simple. And that's what I was noticing in the women's serves. They're just not as simple as yeah. Serena. You know, she really yeah. serves more like a, like, like a, man. a Roger. Yeah. Right. Like a man. You're right. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been railing on about women. Why don't you want to serve better for years? You know, and, and there's, there are all kinds of reasonings especially at, at a recreational level but at the professional level i mean who's responsible for um women serving badly at the coach. professional level the coaches coach. you know what coach. it's 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 just makes me crazy that coaches don't think that women can serve with the same technique as men we can't serve like men we're not as tall and strong and and the leverage of the that's a physical problem, but we are physically capable of going through the same motions, the same movements, right? So why aren't they taught? Why aren't people teaching women to serve properly yet? I, I agree. And, and I, I listen to you and I go, but wait a minute. I, I, I kind of disagree with one thing. I do think the women can serve maybe not quite as big but 115 to 120 with, with real pop. I mean, don't you don't don't forget, remember Marcelo Rios? He's a perfect example. Not big, couldn't weigh more than 160 pounds. He was only five foot seven and a half. So he wasn't a big guy. Most of the women are bigger than him on mm -hmm. tour, but he had a beautiful form, whether you liked him as a person or not. I don't really care about that stuff. I, I, I'm a purist kind of like you. The guy had a beautiful serve. He would, he would out, I remember he out a Safine once when they were playing and Safine six foot four six foot five and he's playing a guy a foot shorter and he out aced him because he had beautiful form and effortless form so i kind of think the women absolutely could serve beautifully um, no oh like that's that's actually I, I, maybe i didn't say it well i believe that they can serve 
identically to men as far as technique and form. We just can't hit it as hard, right? We, we, yeah. we, we can't hit it as hard for, for various reasons. But absolutely, there is no reason that the form, I mean, a woman can throw a ball the same in the same technique and form as a man, right? So why aren't we, why aren't we taught, why aren't women taught to do it? I'm it's wondering not if that they hard. Do. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, not. it's really not that hard. And, and it makes and, me and, crazy. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's still, I think we're going back, you know, I was talking to my guy yesterday and who played with all these people. Remember, I mean, he's played song of Rafa, everybody in back in wow. his day. Yeah. He's great. Great. He played Who's Anton Samoli, he played Davis Cup for Belarus, and he um, he was number one in his country. So every year he got to the European finals, and so he would play Sangha. And he he has a you know one of his claims to fame is he beat Dog Palov uh, O and O in the boys' sixteens. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. but he's a good he's a good player. But yeah, he was saying the same thing. You know, it's just um, it's so strange. We're going to go back to that Dementieva era i think now that serena's gone we're mm -hmm. going to go back to women with incredible ground strokes amazing yeah. ground strokes great footwork not so great touch uh yeah. not you know a lot of swinging volleys again and if he serves i mean remember when dementieva and sharapova they would all double fault 16 to 20 times in a, in a two-set match right and still sometimes win i remember sharapova once double faulted like 25 times and somehow she won that match i'm like how is that possible? Well, they all say that the, the, the women's game is all about the return because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught to, listen, you're not going to be able to serve that well anyway. You don't think you can do it. We don't think you can do it. So let's just give you a really great return, right? That's well, yeah. what it ended up being. It ended up being lousy serves, great returns, and, that, and, and no touch, no going to the net. And um, but I'm noticing that, you know, some of them are coming to that a little bit more. The top, the, the ones that were finishing the top um, for the U.S. Open, we had some, we had some it's true. strategy to get to the net, which I'm hoping is, again, why not? I mean, you're going to get some, you have to hit a damn good approach shot, that's for sure, but you're going to make it harder for people to pass you. But um yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back with with some of it, where you women start venturing into, okay, well we're working on a on a bigger serve, we can't quite get it, um, and then you know you can't really go into the net until you have that, so it's you know it's just kind of stuck, um, and I think it can be much better for women. I think that they can serve better, they can get to the net more often. Um, I think for a while that they weren't even taught to, to classically volley um, because they were all just standing and swinging, hit, hitting swing volleys, which I, I don't even teach a swing volley. No, I, 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 I let my players do it and I will hit them some swing volleys, but I insist the volley is so important. I mean, look at Serena. She's, you know, she, uh, you know, arguably the best woman player. Uh, I'll take Steffi Graf and a couple of others, but she's arguably the best woman player. But she couldn't hit a volley. I mean, all she right. could hit was a swinger. And she would hit the swinger at the dumbest times and then, of course, miss some of those. Yeah. Uh, when she should have just hit a nice backhand volley, she would flop around and try to hit the swinger. And it never really worked for her. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's – you're right. It's a funny thing. She brought – she really – even though she came to Net Serena, she didn't bring the volley game up.
because she really couldn't hit a classic volley. No, and and these they're they're so adept at pulling people off the court, you know, and and creating a weakness. And and you see it more in the, in the guys' game where they've got somebody so far off the court, and they sense you know this guy's in trouble. They go in and they t- hit a boop volley to the. And Alcor- why yeah. don't we do that? I do. That's how I played. That's why it makes me so nuts. You know, I was a Al- servant yeah. player, which is would be really tough to do in this day and age with all the power and the court coverage. Still, you can, it can be integrated. It can be, definitely can be integrated. Oh, into I the thought game. the guy who did, I thought that was the best part of his game last night was Alcaraz. Yep. Every yep. time he hit a big backhand to backhand, let's say, and, he, and it was a big enough angle and he saw uh, Rude was struggling a little bit. He yep. flew into net. I never saw anyone get so close to the net. Yeah, I mean, it, really I mean, committed. It was unbelievable. And, yeah. and his serve and volley, he was inside the service line. I can't do that. I mean, that's yeah. so quick mm-hmm. to be inside the service line off a 116 mile an hour serve. Yeah. I don't, yeah. but he, that, he's extraordinary that way. I would say that's really the best part of Alcarez's game is his, is his speed and, and strength. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. But no, it's great to see. It's great to see change up instead of, you know, just standing on the baseline, banging the ball. Yeah, I think he got up to net 50 times yesterday. Really? It wasn't that much. I think he won about 85% of those points. So uh, I think it's working for him. Yeah, yeah. He's doing something right. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't, you know, it's funny. We we had a big Zoom call last night with about 10 pros. And, you know, he doesn't have the style and the grace and the effortlessness of Roger. Uh, I don't think he's got the margin of error of Nadal. You know how Nadal hits way high over the net and it drops in. And I don't think he's got the discipline of Djokovic. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of unforced errors. Djokovic, he can go months without making an error. Yeah. But but he does do some things right, you know. And and I think I think the biggest thing he does is is get to the ball um, with relative ease. Even yeah. even difficult balls, he gets there difficult, you know, and it looks like it's a stretch. When he gets there, it doesn't look like he's digging anymore. It looks like right. he's got feet firmly underneath him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget he's only nineteen. Right, that's right. So oh, I think he's going to get. Oh, yeah. He's got. He's going to zone in on. I think he's going to be. He's going to be a great. Could be. Could be. Who so knows? I, I think he and Sinner. He and Sinner are my two top picks. Yeah. Uh, Sinner plays a little more like an Andy Murray, a little more effortless and beautiful and, and creative. And, uh, and it's, so it's, it's almost going to be like a Rafa Federer thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit more of a, like a, a bulldog out there, you know, <laughs> Alcaraz just, uh, yes. yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's, he looks like more of a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with the women's game. Like I always tell people, I mean, this Switek thing this year was a first where the number one seed actually won the tournament. That's yeah. a, I don't remember that in decades. <laughs> it just never yeah, happened. Maybe Serena. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Up until about five, six years ago. But I think Serena, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this and snobby. But I think she was in during a semi-week time. I mean, Hennon just left. Yeah. Hingis, those two players that could beat her, Hingis and Hennon left. Right. Uh, Barty left early. Uh, yeah. Davenport, right as she hit the scene, Davenport split. So, I mean, a lot of great, the Kleisters and, and a lot of great players 
kind of yeah. left the scene. So uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I should be a bigger fan and all that, but I just never was. I just, I just thought it was Serena? really this. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I really thought what what separated her from the others was her serve. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I really did. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that really, she she got so many cheap points, and yeah. and it's demoralizing. You know, it's like all right, well, I got to struggle through trying to trying to break a serve here again, and I got to struggle to hold my serve. So right. that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, because she could just stay, you know, she didn't like to move a ton. So she she got it on the baseline and she could just wail full four returns and get her break. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was a little, yeah, I was a little, like I said, uh, it really reminded me of the old days uh, before Serena watching these girls trade serves. I mean, in the tiebreaker, I didn't even think anymore about mini breaks. They don't mean anything. <laughs> They don't mean anything. They, they never really anything. have meant that much in the women's game. It's always, it's always, you know, in the men's game. And you know, remember the old adage, and every once in a while I throw it out there for people because I think it's still interesting, of um, one break and you go on your, when you're set six four. Because that's the way I was taught. I was taught you hold serve, you break once, and you've won your set six four. And that for women is like. Are, are you kidding? You know, I'm talking with the recreational people. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? I'd rather, I'd rather return serve any day than serve. And so, but, but it's still, it's, it's much more true of men's tennis, that, that old thing, you know, yeah. break once and, and you've won and, but it doesn't, it's never really meant much in the women's professional game. Huh. Just huh. because the serves haven't been, they haven't been big enough and the returns have been better than the serves. Have, so. have some of these have some of these women come to you and and for some of your serving advice or I'm just curious. No, no not not really. I mean, um, I, I I look at them and I go, I could help that person. <laughs> How do oh. I get in touch with them? <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, um, I have one player, um, Alicia Parks, who's now like 140. Yeah, in the world. And I don't really, yeah, yeah, she she actually last year at the she was she played the US Open for the first time in the qualifying and she beat uh, Venus's record for the fastest serve in the US Open. Um so she's she's got it she's got a huge serve. I don't remember what it was 100 and, Don't remember. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, it um, must be close to 136, 137. Yeah, now. yeah, it was, it, it's big. She's got a, she's got a huge surf and uh, she's, you know, slowly uh, climbing the ranks and, and I, I don't work with her on her surf per se, because I'm not in that area with her, but she uses surf master and we've talked about lots of things and I've done some stuff with her, her dad. And, uh, but, you know, as far as um, trying to get myself into the professional world of that, I haven't really tried. I suppose I could probably have tried, but I haven't. Yeah, well, you know, it's much easier in the, I mean, I work with all these guys in the juniors, but in the pros, I'm not sure what they're looking for in a coach. I think it's, exactly. uh, I'm not sure. I think it's just, you know, fetch me my, you know, Coke and fetch me, you know, Coca-Cola and fetch me my uh, balls. I want to serve some, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who traveled with uh, a top player. I won't say who, but, uh, you know, someone in the top 30. And uh, he would tell me that, oh, yeah, I'm just her go. It was a woman. And, mm -hmm. and he told me that he was just her gopher. He says, yeah, he says, you know, I want to practice my serve to this ad court. Drop balls, feed this, do this for me. 
right. he says, he's, so, he's, so I'm not sure what's going on at the coaching at the highest level. I just know what I did in the juniors with people. Yeah, you know? I, I've seen some, you know, some, um, I would almost call it coach abuse by players too. It's not something I really want to take on. It, like they're almost, I saw this one player, I went to um, Palm Springs to do an, an analysis on, on a couple of people. So, so I have done that. I've done, you know, gone and, and done a sort of analysis and helped the coach, but not the player directly. So this one player, the coach was sitting there and I was sitting there. And every time she missed something, she would look at her coach in the stands like, see, I told you I couldn't do it. See, you're wrong. I'm right. I can't do it. I'm like, that was her attitude. It was just so bad. And she was so talented, so talented. But she had this weird thing with her serve that we could have fixed. Um, I could have fixed pretty quickly, I think, because, but she wanted to, she was going to do it that way and she wasn't going to change. And she's pointing her finger at her coach, like, mm, see, <laughs> I can't That's do this. It's your fault that I can't do this. Yeah. I, I'm not well, up for that anymore. I'm not up for it. I'm not up for, no. I'm up for, I'm up for helping anyone who wants to be helped. Anyone who wants to, a better serve, whether it's their, you know, the surface motion or their toss or their, or their backhand or a drop shot, whatever it is. I just want to, I want to be of service and, and, and be productive. And I don't, I don't want to be abused. Right. Right. I always, anymore. I've, already I always, done, I've already done that. <laughs> I always cringe when uh, someone like Andy Murray play. I love Andy Murray's game, but when he plays and boy, he misses a couple of shots and he glares at his box. I'm like, what are they supposed to do? You know? Exactly. Come down and but play he, for him. What, what do you want from me? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So when did you put out, when did you put out the toss master? I, I, I just saw it. And that's why I called you right away. Because uh, I, I remember we had a lot of fun that day. I mean, look, two people, yeah. two pros meeting for the first time, standing in the court, doing an exhibition together for how many hours was that? Six, seven hours. How long? It was a full day. We had a good time. We had a good time and we were good. using each other's products. So yep. then I saw this, the Toshmaster. When did that come out? Just about a month ago. Yeah, no, oh, so not I long. It early. Yeah, it's, good. It's, it's newish. Yeah, I finally had time to actually put it all together and then uh, you know it's it's the marketing end of things that's so so difficult i think um it's it's much easier to create a product and have all this jazz and energy about it than than to um get it out there is difficult because i think people are skeptical why do i need this and what will this do for me and you know with my serve master everyone's always saying well i'll just use a sock with balls in it and i'm like well you can do that except for you don't, a sock doesn't have a grip and everything on the surface based on the grip. So you can use a sock as much as you want, but when you put your racket in your hand and you've got an edge going forward, you're, you're not going to know what to do. You have to get used to, you have to do this with a grip. So um, Tossmaster, I just, I think that the support and the, um, and the explaining can be really energy sucking. Um, and I love talking about it. Um, I just think it's, just, I think lots of times, like with yours, with, with your product, it's mm -hmm. hard to get the concept across to people of, you know, why do I need this? Uh, you know, until they get on it and they go, oh, this is cool. You know, and it's like right. with mine, they use a serve master and they go, well, I don't get it. And why do I need that? And then they use it and they go, oh, now I get it. And, and the same thing is going to happen with Tossmaster. 
I said, well, I can toss the ball. I'm like, okay. Except for, do you know where to toss it for a slice serve and where to toss it for a flat serve because they differ? And where do I toss it for my kick serve? And how do I set my feet up and, and, and all that, which is, you know, most people when they're tossing, for example, when you go to, I'm a, I'm a big believer in where the ball toss is tossed is more important than how to get it there. How to is important. It's super important. But there are many ways of getting the ball in the air, but you have to have it. Number one is where is it located? And I need to know where it's going to be located before I initiate my swing, right? Because I need to know how I'm going to approach hitting the ball. Do I need to change my grip a little bit? You can't just toss a ball up and have it arc behind you thinking you're hitting a flat serve, right? right. <laughs> or right. it can't go to the left thinking I'm hitting a slice serve, or you can't hit it, toss it to the right thinking you're, you know, you're going to hit a kick serve. So what the toss master does is it, it just integrates all that with support. Of course, I can't do grips on a mat, but with support, um, I'm uh, guiding people into, okay, this would be your, a really good grip for your slice serve. And this is where the ball will go. And this is your flat. And you've got to move your grip over for your kick serve and the toss goes behind you. And it's your, um, it's like a portable tennis court for your serve. You don't need to be on a tennis court just like serve master, you don't need a tennis court. You can do it on your deck, on your driveway, in your street, whatever you, whatever you want to do. And you can actually make changes because people don't really understand that you have to toss or you have to go through a motion or you have to go through a certain part of your serve to make a change. You can't just play. If you're just going to go out and play, you're never changing. You have to, right. you have to have, you have to have some, you have to, if you, if you want to change, you have to at least put some effort into that change. And when people get on a tennis court, they want to play. So if they actually want to get better, well, why don't you just do it at home? Why don't you just do it in five minutes? I agree. And, I, and your A board, you can- I, I, can swivel, I right swivel now. out, I, I swivel at home probably more than I do on the court. Well, you probably, you need to do it more on, on at home than on the court because you don't, you don't have that much time to be on the court. You know, That's I, right. You know, and, and I always, I, I, I remember now when we did our program together, I remember combining our products, we which did. I'm still thinking of today because, you know, I mean, can you imagine have the swivels and have the serve master. Now you can conquer both things, which you're, you know, you're saying, well, you have to get it there. And I'm always like, well, yeah, but the inner part of your body is what gets it there. So exactly. once again, they complement each other very nicely. Maybe we'll put your, um, I, I sell uh, you know, pretty, pretty robustly on my site. Maybe we'll get your, um, uh, your product on the site. Yeah. And mine on uh, yours on mine. I'd love That'd to do that. Great. That'd yeah. be great. We should, we should do, that do that because yep. like I said, they always seem to complement one another because they're both intuitively correct. I mean, right. when I right. saw your serve uh, master, I thought mm -hmm. to myself, or the, I used to call it the total serve, but when I saw that, I said, well, First thing I did, if I remember when I, I mean, within the first 15 minutes, I was on my board with right. yours going, well, is this right, right here? And you were like, yeah, it's perfect. Well, and yours, your, your product is embodies the concept of what your lower body has to do on all of the strokes, right? right, right. It's yes. maybe not so much, maybe not so much of Ollie, but even a little bit. Yeah. Well, of um, course. We're of course. definitely, definitely big time on the ground strokes and on the serve. And yeah. 
mine only works well if they do what you're supplying, right? Mine, you can't get a, a smooth motion here without the lower part. You can't. Right. If you, you lock, if you lock up your body, if you lock up your body, right, and you depend on these little muscles to toss the ball, you're yeah. going to be tossing behind you. I mean, that's the big. That's the biggest thing I see at the club level is right. you know the guy will toss six times and then the other on the other person's waiting over there like this. Right. You know, right. anytime. You know, while we're young, and exactly. uh, and yeah. so you're right. I think just depending on. In fact, the more nervous you get, the less you can depend on the little muscles. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's funny that you bring it up. I call that toss phobia when somebody just has, they go, I call, out. It, I call it the yips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, they've already gone out there. All they're worrying about is their toss. I've, I've had eight or 10 like cases where these people just, they can't even let go of the ball. They can't. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. and 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 serious that where it just it and and what they don't really understand is that it bleeds into the whole game if you're going out there afraid of your toss a it doesn't doesn't affect your 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 service game it affects your receiving game because you're already thinking ahead to oh my god i've got to serve next right <laughs> or you're going out onto the court with this this leaden feeling of I wonder if I'm going to be able to toss today. And that, that affects every single thing you're going to do out there. Well, that's the humiliation factor I was talking about a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I think that that really jumps into tennis in, in a bigger way than people realize, you know, fear. Fear yes. is why people go to pickleball is my opinion. Exactly. No, I think you're right. It stops us from doing so many things. Yeah. 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 Hey, this is so fun. I'm I was just thinking the same. I was thinking the same. This was a perfect thing for us to do, Lisa. And, and yes. I'm really appreciative of your time this morning. I, I really am. And, and I'll make sure to um, put all the information you want on this podcast. But, um, and, and I think it'd be great. And like I said, I think it, you know, I think it works hand in hand with what I still try to do. Um, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and same, same uh, yours is just the lower part of what makes both of my products successful. Well, the, that's cool. The master and, and integrating the toss because those two things are together. Okay, <laughs> well, well, let's do that. Let's, let's, yeah. let's stay in touch now. And, and plus this podcast was easy and fun and I could talk another hour. So maybe okay. next year after the Australian, we'll do it again. Let's do it. That's okay. so great. All right, Jack, it's great to, to catch up with you. You too, Lisa. Thank you very All right. much. Take care. Bye. Have a great day.